Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Previously on the Cherry Picking Podcast, college football is probably in jeopardy too. I don't want to get people nervous or worried, but at some point here, we're going to have to figure out if the season for college football is even going to take place, if it's going to be on time. And then I guess the bigger question would be, should there be college football? Like I'm legit nervous about this this virus ending and there's theories on whether or not this virus will come in waves, which is an even crazier thing to think about that we are in a wave right now, it may subside, and then it may pick up again at some point in the year, or at multiple points during the year, like that's crazy to think about in in and of itself, but I'm wondering, say we're quarantined for the good part of the spring, we get out maybe in June, and this is just me speaking, this is me talking out loud, but I'm just worried that if, if months go by, that we're self-quarantined or in isolation, and then we get to a point in the summer where things are looking good, that the all-clear has been signaled. Do we just go back to life as it was before? So does that mean college football just gets ready to kick off for this upcoming season? Like, I'm just... I don't know that anyone has really talked through what life will look like right after we get out of this pandemic. And certainly there are bigger things to worry about right now. I mean, we're only at the beginning of the pandemic um, in America, but I just don't know if it makes sense to have college football. As much as it pains me to even ask that question and to, to doubt whether or not there should be football, it just, it doesn't seem like we should. But I think at some point soon here, we're going to have to address the the real question of whether or not there should be any football, period, this year. College and pros. And so I, I don't know that, I don't know that we're ready for that reality yet. And again, certainly there are bigger things that we should worry about right now, but I'm just, I'm putting it out there because I I just don't know, I just don't feel confident that we're going to have sports this year. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Andre Cherry, you're listening to the Cherry Picking Podcast, and that soundbite you just listened to was from March 27th, 2020, which feels like it was recorded years ago, but it literally was only a few months ago that I gave my thoughts and opinions on whether or not there should be any sports played in 2020. We are now in July. It is July 10th when I'm recording this episode, and I still hold those same views and opinions that I, I'm not sure that we should have sports right now. I'm not confident that we should we should have athletes out there competing right now in the middle of a pandemic, which seems to only be raging out of control. Had this been three weeks ago, I would have felt a little bit more optimistic that we could try to figure out how athletes can play safely. But right now with the surge of this pandemic in the Southern region of the United States, I just honestly do not feel comfortable with the thought of sports coming back right now. It just doesn't seem smart. It doesn't seem safe. And I don't 
think that we have a control. We obviously don't have a, a grip of this virus and how to limit its spread. So right now, it just seems pretty dicey to me to have sports. But I'm just one guy. It's my opinion. I've been saying this all along. Some of these same thoughts and feelings. And maybe had we taken this virus more seriously from a national response, I think the outcome would be a lot different right now. And we'll, we'll get into it. We'll dive into it a little bit deeper on this podcast. But this is really just a reaction podcast. Yesterday, the Big Ten had some uh, big news that it shared in regards to what it plans to do with its teams for college football next season, or this season, rather. So we'll get into that as well. But as I mentioned at the top here, MLB and NBA action is set to resume action here shortly. Just a few days ago, some of the teams in the NBA started its journey down to Orlando, Florida to resume the 2020 season. Uh, So right now, there's 22 teams that were invited to participate in the restart of the 2019-2020 season. So they are now down at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. And the teams are expected to arrive in three waves. So six teams arrived on Tuesday of this week. Uh, Eight teams landed in Orlando on Wednesday. And eight more teams landed in Orlando on Thursday of this week. So each club will bring a traveling party of no more than 37 players. Coaches and staff members will all be asked to quarantine in their rooms for 36 to 48 hours and register two consecutive negative coronavirus tests before they can start participating in team activities. So I actually saw a video of Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers he was either getting ready to leave to go to Orlando or he may have just arrived at the facility at Disney World and he was in a full hazmat suit with a face mask. I mean, this dude was not playing around. He doesn't want to take any chances. And so he literally was in a full hazmat suit on his way to Walt Disney World. And I honestly can't say that I blame him. I mean, this virus is crazy. The spread in Florida alone is insane right now and it's it's scary it's a scary thought and certainly we we believe athletes aren't at risk of getting really sick and you know ending up on ventilators and god forbid dying but these athletes can spread this virus and so that's really what what is the most troubling prospect about this whole restart is the fact that if they get sick they certainly will be quarantined But if they come into contact with anybody outside of the bubble or even in the bubble, I mean, we could be it could spread. It could spread like crazy. It could spread like a Petri dish. And so Joel Embiid, he had a full hazmat suit on and I can't blame the dude because you don't want to take any chances. So with the NBA, they have games that are scheduled to begin on July 30th and players will have about three weeks once they exit their quarantines to start practicing and they're going to reacclimate their bodies to full 5-on-5 speed and physicality, which has been a pretty long layoff for, for many folks. Um, I know athletes have been trying to stay in shape, or at least we've seen pictures and videos of athletes staying in shape, whether that be at their own home gyms, players working out, and trying to stay as physically fit as possible. But with the amount of time that they they had during this layoff, and I say that with air quotes, you know, there's potential for bodies to uh, 
um, get hurt and get injured during this restart because it's going to be a fast track to get them restarted. And the potential for injury and harm to their bodies is probably pretty high because they're not used to having that game speed that they you know, were used to prior to the shutdown. So it'll be interesting to see how the NBA, what the NBA looks like once they resume action. Uh, it certainly will look different in terms of the venue with them being down in Walt Disney World for the resumption of the season. But I'm really curious to see how players' bodies will react to the short time period that they had to get back up to speed at full strength. Now, if we transition over to the MLB, the MLB is going to have games resume, actually start up, I mean, because they didn't even start their season. Um, They'll have a pair of games on July 23rd, and so in those games, we'll have the Yankees versus the Nationals, and then the Giants and Dodgers will also play later that night. And so those are two games on the 23rd. Officially, the season will kick off on July 24th, Uh, each Ball club will have a slate of 60 games, which includes 40 against opponents from its own division, 10 apiece, plus 20 spread among those from the opposite league's corresponding geographical division, East versus East, Central versus Central, and West versus West. So that will all set up the postseason, which will maintain the same 10-team format, which includes two wildcard teams from each league. So here's a a more detailed breakdown of the revised 60-game schedules, which will run through September 27th. So 40 divisional games, 20 home, 20 on the road, 10 games against each opponent, split between three series. Each of these matchups will have either one team playing seven games at home and three on the road, or six at home and four on the road. There will be 20 interleague games, 10 at home, 10 on the road, Six games against the team's natural interleague rival, three home, three road. Four games apiece against two other opponents in the corresponding division, so two home and two on the road. One three-game home series against a fourth opponent. One three-game road series against a fifth opponent. So each club will have six days off except for the four teams beginning beginning the season on July 23rd. They will have seven apiece. So baseball is getting ready to start up again. It didn't seem like it was ever going to start, but they found a way. The The two sides, the owners and the players came together and came up with a solution to have 60 games this season. I'm not going to say that it was all peaches and cream to get to this point, but they got to this point and baseball is going to be starting up here pretty soon. The teams have been, been practicing at their home stadiums and so we'll see, you know, how the season uh, really kicks off and we'll see if it, they can have a full season. Um, but all things are looking like a go right now for MLB and NBA while this virus continues to spread. So we're getting we're getting action back in, in, in the form of MLB and NBA. I think even MLS soccer has started up again in America. So there's going to be sports for us to watch and enjoy me personally I don't I don't know how I feel about it I mean it it feels like a distraction from what's going on uh, personally I would feel more comfortable if we had this virus more under control you know if we hadn't had this resurgence in the last couple of weeks I think I would have felt a little bit better about the thought of sports coming back but 
Uh, again, I'm just one guy. I have a podcast that I do on college football. I've been giving my thoughts and opinions on this whole pandemic since it's, since it started and, and spread. But the powers that be are moving forward with this plan of action to have sports back, and we'll see what the consequences will be of these actions. For me personally, it just feels like we're getting something, we're getting a gift that we don't deserve. This is It's a gift to have sports come back. But do we deserve it? Probably not. If I were to grade how we have been doing through this pandemic, we probably would be getting a C minus D maybe. I mean, I don't want to say that we're outright failing because there are people that are taking it seriously. I've seen a lot of folks on Twitter posting messages to say, wear your mask when you go out. Do you want college football? You need to wear your masks. So I think the response has gotten better recently because folks are nervous that we won't have college football. But I've been saying this from the from the jump, that there was a perception that we were going to have college sports, that everything was going to be okay, that you know we'll just sit through a couple months of being at home and we'll just have football back in our lives for the fall. And I knew then that the response to this wasn't enough. And had we heard a message from the beginning that said, listen, you need to stay indoors and you need to wear masks. It's There's no negotiation. Like We need to do this in order to have our lives go back to normal as quickly as possible. I didn't hear that message. And people weren't taking it seriously. We saw people at the Lake of the Ozarks partying. We've seen videos of other people going out to bars and, and just not following the rules of social distancing. We saw, we saw those videos, and now we are seeing the ill effects of those decisions. And so to think that we are still going to have football or we, that we even deserve sports right now, I just think that's the wrong message that we should be sending to people. But we're going to move forward with sports professionally in a few weeks here. So it's it's just unfortunate that we're in this mess right now. It's unfortunate that we didn't take it more seriously. But we're going to have sports, which is ultimately a win-win, I think, for most people. On the other side of this break, I'm going to get into the, the recent college football news that uh, came out of the Big Ten. We'll also talk about the Ivy League. And I'll also share my outlook for, for whether or not we will have college football this fall. I'll get into all that after this short break. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I'm Kyle. This is Steven. Together we host a show called Boy Meets World. Tell them what we cover on Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. But that's not all, is it? No. Now we cover life experiences. Ours. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just check out the show, please. We really, <laughs> we really need it. Okay. We need a win. Just check us out. We talk about the show Boy Meets World. Each episode of our show, we run parallel for an episode of Boy Meets World where we will examine the show. That's way too much. What happens, you know, our life, how it relates to it, experiences. I can't believe you're still recording. I am recording this. <laughs> check it out, guys. You'll get some hilarious stories from me and Steven from our childhood. You'll get a great... <laughs> ah, I lost it. Want to know what life is really like after the game's all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, 
join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Andre Cherry, and now we're going to get into the portion of the podcast where I talk about some of the college football news that just came out a day ago. I'm recording this podcast on July 10th. Uh, Yesterday, on July 9th, Thursday, the Big Ten announced that it will go to a conference-only season for all fall sports, including football, amid unprecedented times during the coronavirus pandemic. And so there was a statement that was released by the Big Ten yesterday, and it goes, and I quote, We are facing uncertain and unprecedented times in the health, safety, and wellness of our student-athletes, coaches, game officials, and others associated with our sports programs and campuses remain our number one priority. By limiting competition to other Big Ten institutions, the conference will have the greatest flexibility to adjust its own operations throughout the season and make quick decisions in real time based on the most current evolving medical advice and the fluid nature of the pandemic, end quote. And so the Big Ten was the first of the Power Five conferences to make this type of uh, change to its fall sports. The SEC came out yesterday and said it continues to meet with campus leaders to determine the best path forward for fall sports. The Big 12 commissioner said in in a statement that he has been advised to move ahead slowly and plan for all available scenarios. Meanwhile, the ACC has already said it would delay all fall sports until at least September 1st, and the SEC officials and athletic directors are scheduled to meet next Monday, but they don't expect to make any decisions on the fall schedule until the end of this month, the end of July. So that was big news that broke out yesterday in the Big Ten. It had shockwaves throughout all of all of Twitter, all of social media was a buzz with this news, and there were some folks asking if you know the Big Ten is going to go to a conference only schedule. What will Notre Dame do if all the conferences decide to go to that similar schedule of just conference only games? And technically, Notre Dame is—I uh, wouldn't say a, they're not a part of the ACC, but they play games in the ACC. They have an arrangement, an agreement set up where they play a certain number of ACC teams each season. And so I just figured that the ACC would figure out a way to incorporate Notre Dame into that format if they have to go down that route of conference only. A lot of people thought that Notre Dame would be out of luck since Notre Dame is an independent. They play teams from all across the country in all sorts of divisions and conferences, they they have a unique situation. But honestly, if you look at it logically, why would you think that they wouldn't play in the ACC? And this is yet to be seen. I mean, this is this hasn't come to fruition yet. But it just I don't know why there was such a buzz about Notre Dame yesterday. I just, and I'm just I'm asking the question logically, like why wouldn't they just play in the ACC? So, you know, that's yet to be seen, but that was big news that came out of the Big Big Ten yesterday. We already saw the Ivy League suspend fall sports uh, due to this pandemic, I believe, earlier this week. 
I think it happened on on Wednesday, on July 8th, that the Ivy League came out and said that it will not play sports in the fall due to due to the pandemic. The Ivy League became the first Division I conference to suspend sports for the upcoming fall season and also left open the possibility of moving some seasons to the spring. So the Ivy League's decision not only affects football, but every other sport that starts its season prior to January 1st, including soccer, field hockey, volleyball, and cross country. It will also affect the non-conference part of the basketball season. And there was a statement that came out from the Ivy League Council of Presidents, and that statement, and I quote, We simply do not believe we can create and maintain an environment for intercollegiate athletic competition that meets our requirements for safety and acceptable levels of risk. We are entrusted to create and maintain an educational environment that is guided by health and safety considerations. There can be no greater responsibility, and that is the basis for this difficult decision. And end quote. Shout out to the Ivy League for doing the responsible thing and just canceling the season. Because I think ultimately that's what's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of movement within within these next couple of weeks where we'll see conferences adopt a conference-only format to only eventually have to postpone the season until spring or uh, a later date uh, next year. I just think we were getting ahead of ourselves with thinking that college football would resume this fall without any sort of real action that has taken place to help either limit the spread or a plan to isolate these players. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything from the NCAA about how they plan to have athletics this fall. And you had all of this time to think through this. You had you had several months to think through this and still haven't heard much of a response from the NCAA. I think they tweeted something yesterday and I'll, I'll pull it up here and, it, and their message yesterday, and I quote, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact college sports nationally, the NCAA supports its members as they make important decisions based on their specific circumstances and in the best interests of college athletes' health and well-being. So in that statement, you, you heard me read it. They said the NCAA supports its members. So they support the conferences, they support the teams, and you know whatever they decide to do, they support. But I'm surprised that there isn't just an overarching response from the NCAA on, you know what? This doesn't make sense for us to have athletics at this time. We should just cancel this or postpone it until the spring. But they're ultimately leaving it up to the conferences to make that decision. So I think some credit needs to go out to the Big Ten for coming to this step and making this decision to do conference only. But even with that move to conference only format, there's still going to be risk. There's still risk out there because this pandemic is still surging. Technically, we're still in the first wave, is what I'm hearing. So there's still going to be risk for teams to travel to other Big Ten sites this season. That they're they just cut down on the risk. It's not to say that the risk goes away completely. It's just there's less risk of them going from state to state within their their conference. I still think there needs to be a solution for what is going to happen once a player gets the virus. Are they going to be quarantined? Are they going to um, not be in the public at all? Like, I just I don't know how you can have a football season without hearing what the, the plan will be 
to make sure that these players stay safe? Are they going to be in a bubble similar to how the NBA is right now? And you can hear it on my podcast 100. I, I go through this in depth where I give my thoughts and opinions and I ask these questions. But I think for the Big Ten to limit play to conference only, that's only the first step. That's only the, the first uh, piece on the board that has moved. I think there's going to be a few additional moves which will ultimately lead us to not having sports this year. It pains me to say it because I love sports. I don't want to be right on this. I, I don't I don't feel any pleasure in saying I told you so months ago about this because I love college football. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself to not have that time in the fall to watch these, these sports, uh, to watch these games each week, but I'll figure out something to do. I mean... I'll figure out something. It just it's it's unfortunate. It hurts that this could have been prevented in some way that we could have cut down on the spread, that we could have done a better job with limiting the spread of this virus, but it is what it is. We're in the situation that we are in. July 4th was last week, and so probably in 2 weeks we'll see the surge, we'll see another surge, I'm sure in 2 weeks. And so I just don't feel optimistic that we'll have college football. I think it's a start to have a conference-only schedule, but I think there's going to be a few more moves here before it's all said and done. I want to thank you all for downloading this episode. Appreciate you listening to my thoughts and opinions on this topic. If you want to engage with me and interact, please, you can you can do so on Twitter. You can find me at cherry underscore picking. I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you're staying sane. I hope you're staying healthy. And I hope you guys are just doing what we need to do to try to get out of this as soon as possible. I don't know when the end will be for this virus. I wish I knew. But I think if we can do the necessary steps, we'll be out of this at some point in the near future. Anyways, with that, I'm going to get out of here. But thank you guys for downloading this episode. I appreciate you. I love y'all, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Tigers, this is going to end real soon. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website, cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.